Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode number 79 of the Love Life Connection podcast. Before we get going today, I just want to take a moment to thank all of you all for listening. I know that there is lots and lots of podcasts out there and you only have so many hours in the day in which you're commuting or walking the dog or cooking or cleaning or whatever it is that you listen to podcasts. And I'm just so appreciative of you tuning into this one. It means the world to me. I really believe that the work that I do here and that I share here on this podcast is really my life's work, at least in this moment. And I am just so, so appreciative that it's helpful for you. It's really an honor and a privilege to serve you in this way. So if you haven't reached out to me yet, I've been getting tons of messages on Instagram and my inbox and on the iTunes reviews. I would love to hear from you. And of course, I would love to get reviews on iTunes because that helps to share this show with more amazing women like yourself, but I do want to connect with you personally. So if you haven't followed me on Instagram, come over to at Veronica E. Grant and send me a direct message or comment on one of my photos and let me know what you liked, what you want more of, maybe what you want less of so that I can continue to support you as best as I can. All right, so I'm super excited about this podcast episode, and I was actually inspired by a coach that I'm working with. She um, did a similar uh, blog post, actually, for her audience, and I thought, you know what, that's a really good idea, because I learned some things about her that I didn't know, so I thought I would do a similar thing to share with you a little bit about myself that you may not know. 
So one thing that I really, really love, especially in this world of social media, and especially with Instagram feeds having to be so beautiful and curated and all that kind of stuff. I love it when people who have these big brands and big followings and beautiful pictures on Instagram uh, kind of peel back the curtains a little bit and let us see what life is really like. Knowing what you ate for breakfast gives me ideas to switch up my breakfast routine or hearing what someone else is doing in their morning meditation gives me ideas of how I can continue to evolve my meditation rituals. Um, I love seeing, you know, what's really going on be behind the scenes because a lot of times, especially on Instagram, but I think just Facebook or Facebook and just really social media in general, it's so easy to scroll through and just think, oh gosh, my life is so not Instagram worthy or Um, everyone else in my life seems to have it together except me? Or why does everyone else feel so amazing all the time? And I'm always feeling anxious or stressed, or maybe a little bit down in the dumps and sad and depressed. And the truth is, is that I haven't really been feeling very Instagram worthy lately. Until just about a week ago, we've had unpacked boxes in our apartment. And even when we don't have unpacked boxes, I'm not exactly the neatest person in the world. So it's really hard to get an Instagram shot without some sort of mess somewhere in the picture. I'm also always wearing workout clothes because I've either just worked out or I'm about to. So I feel like I very, quote, very rarely, quote unquote, look Instagram worthy. And so I thought I would maybe share a little piece of this non-Instagram worthy part of me with you because when I see other people do it, either like on a podcast like this, and you're not actually seeing these pictures or seeing these things, but just hearing what real life is like for people day to day, whether shown on Instagram or in a podcast episode like this, I just really love it because it helps me to feel not alone because it's so easy to think, oh my God, they're so much better than me or oh, they have it so much more together than I do. Or am I the only crazy person that's living like this or acting like this or feeling like this or thinking this? And when I can see someone else's humanness, it really just helps me to not feel so alone and that I begin to see that really we're all in this thing called life to, together. And most importantly, especially when I'm looking up to my mentors and people that I look up to, both professionally and personally, when I can kind of see the behind the scenes in their lives, I feel like, okay, I've been putting them on this pedestal and they're really not on a pedestal. They're just, they're teaching from a place of standing right next to me and above me. And I hope a podcast like this can help you um, just have, cultivate the same perspective and same mindset. So here we go. What I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you a number of different categories that I've just thought up that I thought might be interesting, things that I like to know what other people are doing. And I hope that uh, you would like, you know, maybe you'd be interested to know what I like to do as well, like in the morning and what I'm reading and my exercise routine and all that kind of stuff. Just so you know, there are a ton of links in this episode because I'm going to link a lot of books I'm reading and podcasts I'm listening to and people I like to follow on Instagram and all that kind of stuff. So if you want to get those resources, follow those Instagram accounts or listen to the podcast or whatever, all you have to do is just go to the show notes at veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 79. And everything that I mention will be there. All right, so let's get started. So my first thing is what I'm currently reading. So right now I am reading a book called Profit First. It's more of one of the more, um, let's say, 
you know, I've been reading some business books. I mean, I always like to read business books, but it's the business from the more like mindset perspective or like the spirituality perspective or like having like a conscious business, like things like that. And this is really the first book I've read in a really, really long time that's just teaching me straight up like how to manage money because I'm really, really good at managing personal finances. But with the business, I'm not really sure like, oh, how much should I pay myself? What are my operating expenses? How much can I, you know, Uh, how much do I save for taxes? And so he just really sets you straight in this. And it's also kind of a funny read. He's a funny guy. So if you have a business, and you're kind of feeling the same way I am with just running a business, the the behind the scenes, the accounting piece, the numbers piece, then this book is it's really good. And I can't recommend it enough. So books I'm going to read next. So books I've already bought from Amazon, I have I do have a book list a mile long on Amazon, so I won't go through all of those books, but two books I've already ordered and that are sitting on my bookshelf just waiting to be read is The Art of Money, which I'm super excited about, and Pat Conroy's The Death of Santini, which I'm super excited about. I love reading business books and books around personal development and personal growth, But I do find that I have to limit myself. I find that it's really easy to get bogged down in these books and just like, then really my whole life is my is my job and my business, which of course, I love this business. So there's not really a problem with that. But I do think that balance is really important. So I do like to jump in there every once in a while with in with a book. Um, that's historical fiction in nature, because that is my favorite genre of book, my favorite genre of movies and TV shows and all that kind of stuff. So and I read The Prince of Tides, which is Pat Conroy's pro- most famous book, probably, which was very, 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 very good book, which I also highly recommend. And I saw this book, The Death of Santini, at an estate sale in Dallas like a year ago, and I haven't read the book yet. So I have it. It's on my nightstand, and it's going to get read soon. I also like to keep a real simple on my nightstand. I love, love Real Simple. It's I think it's a great magazine. And I just love all the DIY tricks and the articles. They're just, it's just a really good magazine and the recipes, every, everything I, I love. I usually just pick up a couple of Real Simples from my mother-in-law because my father-in-law is a dentist. And so they have magazine subscriptions, like everything. So I usually am reading a magazine that's a few months old, but that's totally fine. I still love to read it. And I do read, I'll get into my evening routine, but I do like to read in the evenings. But if I'm too tired to focus on a book, then reading a magazine is is great just before I go to sleep. Um, all right, so it wouldn't be appropriate to not talk about my favorite podcast because I'm obsessed with podcasts. I have a podcast. I think that if you're in business or doing really anything, whatever you're, the way you like to share content with the world should probably be the way you like your most favorite way to consume it. I just think that's just a general rule of thumb. So I am always listening to podcasts, whether I'm walking my dog, making food, eating food, um, cleaning the apartment, I'm just always listening to to podcasts. So I want to share with you some of my favorite podcasts. Now, if you've been listening for a while, some of these podcasts are repeats because they're just so good. And I'm still listening to them, which means you should too, because they're that good. So one of my favorite podcasts is the This Is Why You're Single show. Uh, the girls, Angela and Laura, are so funny. I think they're so brilliant with what they do. And it is a comedy show about relationships and dating. So it's not quote unquote dating advice, but it's definitely um, 
swirled in there. So you can definitely, you know, learn some things through their guests or just what they're talking about in their own lives and their own relationships. So I highly recommend that podcast. And again, it's it's really funny. If it, Now it's really racy. So if you're not into into that, then you might not like it. But I'm pretty sure most of my listeners will will love it. And Lara, one of the co-hosts was actually on my podcast um, a couple of years or not a couple of years ago, about a year ago. And that was episode 32. So that link will also be in the show notes. So you can listen to her. And that's about how she met her husband. So that's a fun episode. Um, another podcast that I love is S Town. And I recently just listened to that over the summer. I was driving somewhere. Oh, I know. When I was moving to Denver, I drove from Dallas to Denver by myself, which is about two hours, or it's not two, 12 hours. And if you listen to S-Town on time and a half, that's exactly how long it takes to uh, to get through the entire series. Um, S-Town is so good. I love NPR's work. I actually listened to S-Town before I listened to Serial, which Serial was like the first of that type of podcast that NPR did. Or is it NPR? Maybe it's public radio. I don't know. I get confused. But either way, I can't recommend S-Town enough. It's just so good. The characterization of the character, the character development is so good. The story is so good. And the ending like blows your mind. I just, again, can't recommend that enough. One of my new favorite podcasts is called How I Built This. This is also an NPR show, so it's very well done. And this, the the host, Guy Raz, interviews different CEOs of different household brands, so name brands that, that most of us are aware of. So Lyft, Airbnb, Patagonia, Whole Foods, uh, let's see, Kate Spade, Lisa Price is one of them. And he interviews these CEOs and just behind the scenes, like, how did you do it? Like, what did you do? What were the steps that you took? What were the thoughts that were going through your mind when this didn't work or when this big thing happened? And it's so, so good. Now, if you're an entrepreneur, I I highly recommend listening to that podcast. But even if you're not, I still think that the lessons they learn and building these huge companies is still so important for life. And And my my number one takeaway from this this podcast and from all the interviews that I've listened to so far, I haven't listened to all of them, but maybe like half of them. The number one takeaway is, you know, it's it's funny because one of the one one example for example is he he interviews Guy Raz interviews Richard Branson and Richard Branson was not in the music industry and then all of a sudden he has like you know Virgin Records he has this record label and Guy Raz is like well how did you how did you know what to do and and Richard Branson's like, well, I just figured it out. And that was the theme over and over and over again, like people starting these companies. And again, they started as really small businesses, not like these big, huge things that we know of today, but really just small little businesses. And it's like, how did you run know how to run a grocery store? How did you know how to run a hair salon that didn't actually cut your hair? You know, he interviewed the CEO of and founder of dry bar. Um, and, and it was all the same thing. I just figured it out. And this just really drove home the point uh, or something really important for me that I've taken with my business, but also with life is that 
Most people don't know exactly what they're doing. And I would say most people or everybody doesn't know what they're doing. They're just figuring out as they go. And the people who succeed, the people who get what they want, both both personally and professionally are the people who just go out there and try and they figure it out as they go. Because you're not going to figure it out while you're waiting at home. You're not going to figure it out by thinking about it. You're not going to get confident by thinking about it or just waiting for the right time. You've got to just start doing it, whatever it is. If it's getting into a relationship, you just got to start dating. If it's building a business or if it's getting a your you know degree or PhD or a master's in something or getting a new job, you just have to start doing it. Um, and that's all I'm going to say about that because I'm going a little bit too much more on, on a tangent than I wanted to. But again, highly recommend how I built this. But if you're not going to listen to it, that is the main theme that I get from most of the interviews is just start freaking doing it. All right. One of my other favorite podcasts is called YOY. And that is a panoply podcast. So again, it's also professionally produced. Um, it's really good. I, I love this show. Um, I have a love hate relationship with the host. I think she's a very typical min- millennial. So millennials listening to the show will definitely be able to relate to to the host. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to coach you through one of these things that you know, because she talks a lot about her dating experience. And I'm just like, oh, I want to coach you through this because you know, it's just like the wrong question or the wrong thing you're saying or whatever. Um, but it's really good. It's a very interesting look into what dating is like in the, I guess you could say the modern world and the age of swipe apps and all these dating sites. So and it's just and it's just a fun, fun show to, to listen to. One of my new favorite podcasts is called Awesome with Allison. And I had kind of been following Allison uh, just kind of passively on Instagram. She does have a great Instagram account, I, which I talk about a little bit later on. But she just started a podcast with her husband. And I love it because they're so freaking real. A lot of times I found, especially recently in the in the personal growth and personal development world is just people, you know, you have to have like crystals and know what your astrological sign is. And you have to know like when Mercury's in retrograde and do this or not do this. And sometimes I just think it's like a little bit too much. And, you know, Allison is is very dedicated to her to her own growth and to her relationship with her husband and her family's life. But it's it's not too far out there. It's not like so far that it's like totally out of reality. Now she's not a coach or anything like that. She she helps um, she helps brands get aligned with their message. She throws awesome parties. She teaches branding to small businesses, but she's not a life coach or coach or anything like that. But this podcast really is about her journey towards um, cultivating a healthier emotional. Um, landscape, I guess you could say. Um, My other favorite podcast that I've talked about before, so I won't talk about it too much, is Marriage is Funny. Go check it out. Even if you're not married, even if you're not not in a relationship, it's still worth checking out because their concept, their whole thing is about not finding perfect love, but having a great love or a great relationship. And I just think that's so it's so it's such an important message, especially in our day and age. We get into these ruts where we we know that reality TV is fake and we know that sitcoms and rom-coms, they're fake and they're romanticized. And like, we know that yet we still, I think on a subconscious level, I know I definitely do it, still compare our lives and our relationships to those, to those movies and to those TV shows. And so marriage is funny. It's just a really, really good reminder that life is messy. It's okay to get in fights. It's okay to disagree with your partner, but that doesn't mean that you have a bad relationship or anything like that. You can still have great love. 
and a great marriage. So highly recommend that. Also the co-host, the wife counterpart of that duo, Jesse was on my show twice um, in episodes, let's see, episodes 19 and episode 34. So check those out as well. And again, those links will all be in the show notes where you can just scroll down on your podcast player and listen from there. And my final podcast that I love, and I didn't really want to throw a lot of business podcasts in here, but I just love it so much. And I know there are some entrepreneurs um, that listen to this podcast. And I just love, love online marketing made easy by Amy Porterfield. So Amy Porterfield is kind of like, you know, she's a big deal. She's a big wig. I would, I could, you could say in the online marketing space. And a lot of those, a lot of that space is filled up by men and it's very masculine and it's very like, do this, do this, or you will die or do this or do this, or you will fail. And it's just not a very great energy, but I love Amy Porterfield because she's such a great teacher. She takes so much time to plan her podcast. Um, I learned so I mean, I'm in some of her courses. So I learned so much from her courses also from her from her podcast. But my favorite part is how she breaks it down for you in a way where you really feel like like, oh, yeah, I can do this. Like, and it's so empowering and so motivating. So highly, highly recommend checking her out if you are in business, or even if you're thinking about starting your own business, she really, really breaks it down. And actually, her target audience really is business beginners. So check her out. All right. So getting away from books and podcasts, I want to dive now into what my rituals look like my and specifically my morning and my evening rituals. So in Dallas, I had my morning routine down to a T like it was so great. I loved it. I adored it. It energized me. It worked so well. And to be honest, being in Denver, we've been here for about two months, but not consistently because we took quite a few trips back to the East Coast since then. Um, so I'm still settling in just being in the new space. It's hard to get into my new habit now being in a new space, you know, um, creating habits is very much based on the space that you're in. So I'm still developing it. And the other tricky part, not only am I in a new space, but in Dallas, Stevie would be out of the house by 5, 5.30 a.m. at the very latest. So by the time I got up at 6, 6.30 I had the whole apartment for myself and I could just light my candles. I could meditate. The lights could be off. I could just have my space and do my thing. And I think that was part of it, what made it so, so amazing. But now Stevie leaves much later. He doesn't leave. It's about 7.30 a.m. And then if I start my morning routine then, then I just feel like I'm like chasing the day because it's already later in the morning. And I like to be, you know, having my day started before then. So to be honest, I'm still working on this a little bit and figuring out what works perfectly for or works perfectly enough for for me. But this is about where I am right now. So right now I wake up around 6.30am, which is later than I used to because I used to have private yoga clients in Dallas and some of my clients would start at 6.30. And yes, I still did my morning routine when I had those clients. So I got up real early. But at 6.30, Stevie's usually already out of bed and he's either making breakfast or watching um, one of his, he calls us stories, on on the couch at that point. So I'll often go out and kind of cuddle with him as I'm waking up and talk to him a little bit. Um, not much talking. I'm not a huge talker in the morning. Just kind of chill out there for a few minutes. And then I'll go make my smoothie and breakfast, which is usually oatmeal. And by the way, this used to be the last thing that I did in my morning routine. But since Stevie's here, I don't really want to start the meditation 
So I usually will do this stuff first while he's here. It just seems to make more sense. So if Stevie's still home after I'm done making my smoothie and breakfast, then I'll go ahead and get my dress for my running clothes. And then when he leaves, I will do my meditation and I use the Headspace app, which I love and can't recommend enough. And then I do my daily mindset practice, which takes me about 10 to 20 minutes, depending on how much time I have. There's different components of it. So I don't necessarily always do every single component of it every day. It just kind of depends what time it is, how long my run is that day. So if you want to learn specifically what I do in my mindset practice, by the way, I'm actually going to be teaching this in the dating refresh. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about the dating refresh at the end of this episode. But just a quick uh, a little segue is I do I do I did a dating refresh back in May and it was super popular. So I'm going to do another one in August, very early August. And this dating refreshes topic is going to be all about cultivating the mindset and the energy that I think you need to be in to have the law of attraction work for you, right? So if you wake up every day feeling just stressed and like, oh, I just I want a relationship or I want this or I want that, you're just going to get a lot more want back, right? Like the the lack of. So this is all about cultivating the, the mindset and the daily routines and the practices that I think you need to have in order to feel good every day, to feel excited about every morning, and also to make the law of attraction work in, in your favor for relationships or whatever else you're seeking in your life. So you can join us by going to veronicagrant.com forward slash dating refresh. Okay, enough of that. Um, back to my morning routine. So after my mindset practice, I am also right now training for a half marathon. And by the way, I'm using Aptive to help me train. They have a half marathon training program, which I love. And I usually like to run either in the afternoon or the evenings, but it's pretty hot here. And I often have clients in the evenings. And sometimes that's also when Stevie and I hang out. So I've been running more in the mornings. And typically, it's been right after my meditation and mindset practice, just so I can beat the heat a little bit. So I do my half marathon training for that day which can be anywhere between 30 and 50 minutes usually. And then when I get home, I feed my dog Kappa. Uh, He eats breakfast, I eat breakfast, and then I take him for a walk. And then finally I get home and I shower and get dressed. And this is usually all done while listening to podcasts. And at this point in the summer, at least, I'm not really sitting down at my desk until 10 or 11 a.m. unless I have a client before then. But I've been generally working with minimal breaks until about five or seven o'clock when I wrap things up. And typically in the wintertime when it's cooler outside, I kind of have a different schedule. I I typically work more from like 830 or nine until noon. And then I take a break from noon to 12 or excuse me, noon to two. And that's when I'll eat lunch and work out and just take a little, you know, break in the day. And then I'll work again from two until about four or five, just depending on what's going on, perhaps even later if I have clients. Uh, But right now I'm kind of skipping that afternoon siesta and instead working, starting work later, and then just kind of pushing through the day with taking small breaks or shorter breaks uh, throughout the day. So that's my morning. My evening routine after dinner, Stevie and I usually walked, uh, walk Kappa and then, or take him to the dog park or something like that. And then we usually watch a show together. Lately, we've been watching Rain on Netflix. And I really, I, I really like the show. I really love historical fiction, especially when it's like 
British royal historical fiction, like like The Crown is an, one of my favorite shows. Down Abbey is one of my favorite shows. Um, Rain is about Queen Mary, Queen of Scots. And I really like it, but it's just a lot more gory than I thought it was going to be. But now I'm like really into it. So I have to keep watching it. I mean, I guess I don't have to, but I want to keep watching it. So if we watch that show, then I usually have to watch another, at least an episode of New Girl or Parks and Rec or How I Met Your Mother or something like that. Just so I don't have nightmares. Because if I watch a really intense show like that before bed, then sometimes I'll just be thinking about like the really intense scenes and then it's hard for me to sleep. So that's what we do. And then Stevie takes Kappa out for his nighttime walk. And I get into bed, get my diffuser with lavender essential oil going. And then I read a book for anywhere between 10 and 30 minutes. Um, But I do try to have lights out by 1030. 11 is the absolute latest. So our weekends look a lot different from our weekday. So Stevie and I like to observe Shabbat, the Jewish Sabbath, I guess you could say, in our in our own ways. Um, so this means a lot of different things. So usually on Friday nights, we don't usually go out. Sometimes we'll go to a happy hour earlier in the evening and then come back home. But typically, it's not going out. It's usually either having friends over for dinner at our place or going over to friends' houses for Shabbat dinner. Um, if we don't have dinner plans like that, then we'll usually, I mean, we might go to happy hour, but usually we'll stay in. And typically what's been happening is TV makes sushi and then we watch a movie and just kind of hang out. Then on Saturdays are just total veg out relaxing days. Uh, right now I'm actually, since I'm training for my half marathon, Saturdays are my long run days. So I've been getting up in the mornings. Again, it's too hot to run in the afternoons, especially those hour plus runs. So I'll get up in the morning, do my run. And then, yeah, we just hang out the rest of the day. We might go to synagogue in the morning or for the kiddish, or we might go to Shabbat lunch um, at a friend's house or have people over to play games. But I'd say that's really only like 50% of the time. We just read and hang out, take long walks with the dog, take him to a dog park, um, maybe meet up friend, meet up with friends at the park or have him over in the afternoons. Stevie usually takes a nap, and that's when I usually will go to yoga. Um, although since I'm training for the half marathon, I've been doing less yoga and more just um, doing some DIY crafts in the kitchen. I like making my own you know, face masks and shampoos and lip glosses and candles and, and things like that. Uh, Saturday night is often date night, so we'll often go get a drink somewhere. In Dallas, we went to the Whole Foods bar almost every single week, and I promise this is a good bar. It's actually a really great bar, Um, but we haven't found our place in Dallas. We've gone to a few different places, but nothing's really felt like, oh, this is our place. Um, But we're still working on that. Uh, Sundays are our fun days. We go to the mountains pretty much every Sunday, um, which means we go hike. Uh, We maybe we'll visit like a cute mountain town and just kind of walk around, get some food. There's a lot of galleries in these mountain towns, um, a lot of fudge shops. So we'll at least I'll enjoy those. TV usually can't because he's a celiac. Um, we'll often go to a brewery. There's a lot of breweries here in Denver or a winery. Uh, and we'll also go to open houses to see houses that we'd love to purchase one day. Uh, so that's really our weekend and Sundays are Sunday evenings are relaxed. We'll just hang out at home. Um, we might do some errands or some cooking for the week, but I really try to do that more during the weekdays because 
I don't want the weekends just to be about getting ready for the week. So I really do try to make it intentional that the weekends are fun and that they are quality time. And I would prefer to spend a Monday night cooking for the week rather than all day Sunday and just, you know, not having that fun time that we can have together. So what I'm proud of right now is, and I kind of mentioned this earlier when I was talking about how I built this uh, podcast, is my persistence and never giving up. And, you know, recently I've been thinking about this and I've just been so proud of myself. And I know it sounds cliche to say, but I failed so many times. I mean, with my business and personal life and just so many times I've just been told no or no response, whether it's like trying to you know, have get a client or create a, get an awkward friend date or whatever it is, just like crickets. And I just, I don't like stop, right? I just, if something doesn't work out, then instead of just, oh, I suck, nothing's going to work. I mean, sure, I might have my moments of pity parties, but I get back on my feet and I just try again, or I figure something else and I go another route. And and there was times where I really questioned, like, can I get this business off the ground? Can I actually help women? Um, how much more rejection can I take? Or it's, it's just so awkward and hard for me to send these like awkward friend text dates or whatever. Like, how much more of this can I do? And I just never, I never gave up. And it'd be so easy to, it'd be so easy just to go the, the safe way. But I, I haven't done that yet. And, and I think for me, like that is just one thing that I'm really proud of right now, because I think that w- specific quality that I have has is what has allowed me to create truly the the life that I want and really create my life piece by piece so that, you know, it really is my my dream life. All right, so I want to share with you now some favorite podcast episodes on the love life connection. So I have two groups of favorite podcast episodes. The first group are episodes 27 through 30. So you can scroll down on your podcast player, listen to those, or just go to veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 27. And then same thing slash episode 28 and so on. And these episodes I recorded with my dear friend, Casey Berglund. I visited her in Calgary just about one year ago. And while I was up there, we recorded four episodes together. And yes, the content is great. We talked about how to have difficult conversations. We talked about how to meet men and make friends as an adult. We talked about what being a strong woman means. We talked about all sorts of things, but, and and, and I think that is valuable. But what I love, love about these conversations is how it's, it's just an, it's just a beautiful example of soulful friends having soulful conversations. And that's really the best way I know how to describe it. And I, I support my clients in developing those kinds of soulful friendships, because I think they're so important. If you want to have a deep, meaningful, soulful, romantic partnership. And I'm sharing this with you, because I'm also calling more calling in more of these types of soulful friends into into my life. And so I just there's those episodes and my friendship with Casey is just so inspiring. So I just love to to share that with you all. And then another group of episodes, which are more recent are episodes 68 through 71. And these, these episodes are part of a four part series of why you're attracting emotionally unavailable men. And I loved putting these episodes together. Because 
they're really the first episodes that I spoke a lot or more in depth than I ever had before about my own experiences and my past relationships. You know, I've mentioned things before, I might have empathized before, like, oh, yeah, I totally get what it's like to attract an emotionally unavailable guy. But these really go into the story of uh, two of those relationships in particular. And it was really fun. It was actually really healing for me to share that with you all. But I also got so much positive feedback from you all that it was so helpful for you to hear and you felt less alone or less crazy or whatever it was. So I'm excited to share that all of August, I have put together a six part series of how I found love and eventually met Stevie. And part one begins when I'm 11 years old. So we go all the way back. It's totally how I met your mother's style. And I'm just so excited to share that with you. And that's going to start on episode 81. So two weeks from today when this podcast airs, super excited to go even more in depth into some of these relationships and share other relationships with you that I think uh, will be super insightful for you to hear and you'll be able to see yourself in some of my stories and hopefully we'll be able to learn and grow from them. All right, so next category, a challenge I'm experiencing right now. The biggest thing for me for sure is that I'm in a brand new city. And even though it's in my dream city, we want to live in Colorado, we want to live in Denver, have the city, but also the mountain life. It's our dream. It really, truly is. But it's still hard because we're still in a new place and we're still making this place feel like home. And I'm still trying to to meet people. I'm still trying to create a new friend group and community here. You know, it's or it's things like I'm still trying to find a yoga studio that feels like home or a doctor that I trust and just like a rhythm, like my morning routine that feels grounding right now. And finding new friends for me is is really hard because I am introverted. And I'm also a little bit shy, shy and introverted are not being are not the same thing. And I get that. So I'm definitely both. I've gotten a lot less shy over the years because shyness is basically just directly related to confidence level of confidence you have, whereas introverted versus extrovertedness is related to how you get energy, or what fills you up, I should say. So it's definitely a little bit of both for me, but on almost any given night, I would rather probably stay home, have a glass of wine, watch an episode of Gilmore Girls, something like that, or just call an old friend who doesn't live in Denver. You know, one of those two things, which are great things to do, but it's really important for me to build a community here. So I try not to overwhelm myself. I do set goals of sending two new um, friends like new friend texts a week, like, oh, it's really great to meet you. Here's my number or something like that. Or, you know, even asking them on a quote unquote awkward friend date, like, hey, it was so great to meet you. Let's grab a drink next week or something like that. Um, And I try to schedule at least one of those types of friend dates once or so a week so that I, I am meeting people and I'm getting out there. But I also am honoring the fact that I have other things to do. I have, you know, this business and my relationship with Stevie. Uh, but I also have my own self to to take care of. Um, and meeting one new person a week really builds over time. You know, when, I, when I'm helping my clients create new friend groups, it doesn't have to happen overnight. Just one new person a week can go can go really far and accumulate over over you know many weeks and months of, of committing to that. All right, so a few more categories for you. What I'm looking forward to, this will be more rapid fire. I am 
going on a mini moon to Santa Fe, New Mexico over Labor Day with Stevie, which I'm super excited about. And then our big honeymoon is to Iceland and Norway, and we're going next March. Really looking forward to that. I am also looking forward to welcoming 25 new women to the Dating Mindset Bootcamp, which, by the way, you can get on the wait list um, at veronicagrant.com forward slash Dating Mindset Bootcamp dash splash. That link may not be exactly right, but I'll put that link in the show notes so you can you can join or you can just go to veronicagrant.com forward slash work and you will definitely find your way to that wait list there. I'm capping it at 25 women and I'm changing things up a little bit because I want to make sure every woman who joins feels like she gets the support that she needs from the group and also from from me. So I don't want it to be an overwhelming uh, amount. And so if you're on the wait list, you'll get first dibs at those spots. So uh, make sure you get on those on, on that wait list. And again, the link to that will be in the show notes. And I'm also getting excited to finally have a real fall and winter here in Denver. I haven't had seasons the past few years, and I love seasons and I especially love fall and winter. So I'm super excited to finally have that here. Um, Okay, next category, who's inspiring me? Three people or three things, I guess you could say, are inspiring me right now. So the first one is Allison Faulkner. And again, she is the host of Awesome with Allison, the podcast I told you about earlier. Uh, This is more about her Instagram. Her Instagram feed just makes me laugh and it makes me smile every single time I see a picture. She's so real. She's so funny. Her energy is freaking contagious, even through a, you know, the phone on Instagram when she has no idea who I am. So follow her. She's the Allison show with one L on Instagram. And again, that link will also be in the show notes. Can't recommend following her enough. If you want a little burst of sunshine in your newsfeed every day. Um, The other thing that's inspiring me are all the CEOs and founders from the How I Built This interview series. I'm not going to talk too much more about that because I've already mentioned why I'm so inspired by all of them. Again, they just figure it out along the way. They don't wait. They just figure it out. And if they mess up, who freaking cares? And they keep going. There's just nothing to me more inspiring than that. And then finally, my other... Uh, thing that a person that's inspiring me is Mary Andrew. So she has like a bajillion followers on Instagram and her illustrations make my day every day. They're just they're so they're so raw. They're so real. And they're so freaking true. Some of them are funny. Some of them are deep. But I just love love her illustrations, which you can now buy which is amazing. Um, her handle is by Mary and An- Mary Andrew, I believe. And I again, I'll put that link in the show notes if you'd like to follow her. Um, my latest self-care ritual that I'm working on right now is allowing some more time for reading. So for the past few years, really, if I'm being honest, it's taken me months to get through a book unless it's like, I don't know, <clears throat> a Harry Potter type of page turner. It takes me months. And I realized it was because the only time I was allotting for reading was right before bed. And I'm lucky to get 10 pages in before bed because I'm just so tired. I usually just fall. I, I can't read. I can't focus. So I just go to sleep, which is part of the reason why I like to read before bed. But if I'm actually trying to get through a book, it's not necessarily the best thing to to do. So really what I've been doing is creating more intentional time and space for reading. So I take like five, literally five to 10 minute breaks during the day or throughout the day. And I just sometimes will read during those breaks. I 
take more intention to read on Saturdays because we're just kind of hanging around the house anyways on those days. And I try to have one night a week. It doesn't always work, but in an ideal world, one night a week where we don't watch TV and we just hang out with each other or we read um, so that there's more time uh, for that. So I realized that reading just has to, I have to make it happen. It won't just happen. And it's, it's been, it's been really wonderful because I, reading is a huge part of my growth and about, and for my self care. And so just putting more intention behind that feels really good for me right now. The other thing I'm doing is I have been unfollowing people and brands like crazy, both on Instagram and on Facebook, and it has nothing to do with them. It has more to do with how do I want to feel when I'm on these apps, especially Instagram, because that's where I hang out most of the time. And it's not that I like, I'm too good for them or whatever it is. But it's really just about when I'm scrolling through Instagram, if I'm going to be on this socially addictive, whatever app thing, then I want to be inspired. And I want to be made, you know, to I want to be made to laugh, I want to learn something I want or to see what someone that I genuinely care about and genuinely want to connect with is is doing. So if it's a personal friend. So my filter questions are, do I know this person? And do I genuinely want to stay connected? Does this account make me laugh? Like, do their posts make me laugh? Or do they inspire me and motivate me? And if the answer is no, then it's just, I just unfollow. And I can always follow later if I want to follow again. And it doesn't mean that I'm only following the really serious spiritual accounts. And one of my favorite accounts is text from your ex. And it's like completely hilarious and, and raunchy, but it's, it makes me laugh. And I love that. And another like, you know, silly, uh, account that I like to follow was called Betches, B-E-T-C-H-E-S. And again, it's not like super spiritual or personal development-y, but it's just, it's hilarious. It makes me laugh and I want to laugh. I want to feel good. It makes me feel good. So I like to follow those types of accounts on Instagram and unfollow ones that kind of make me feel less than, that I'm not doing enough. You know, there's a lot of coaches and self-development guru people out there that make you feel like you have to be meditating like in this way, or you have to be doing this. And if you're not doing this, then like, really, what are you doing? Or who are you? And I've just recently decided I'm just going to, as I see those posts come across, just, you know, slowly unfollow those because it's not really what I need to be filling my head with. All right, I have three more categories for you. So my latest cooking or excuse me, that's not the thing I'm going to share with you yet. I'll get to that. My goal for the year that I still want to meet is I want to finish my half marathon that I've been talking about. So I've been a runner most of my life, but I've never really ran races before. I ran a 5k like five years ago, and it was a fundraiser for my boss, boss's wife who had cancer. Uh, Other than that, like I've just never really have ran super long distance or run a race before. But a couple months ago, I was just like, I really want to run a half marathon. And so I signed up, I used the Aptive app, and it's been great. I really, really love it. Um, And my goal is just to finish the half marathon. Ideally, I'd like to run a 10 minute mile pace, but I don't know if that's going to happen. We'll see. I think for now, just finishing the marathon is a good goal for me. Um, all right. So right now my biggest guilty pleasure is the bachelorette. I've talked about before. I love it. It's a guilty pleasure. I love just like having a glass of wine. And maybe I don't know if it's if I'm going real crazy, it would be like sushi, a glass of wine and the bachelorette like that would be like the ultimate guilty pleasure. And I, 
for a long time, I stopped watching The Bachelorette. Like, oh, this is so horrible. And I would just cringe so much as a relationship and dating coach and self-development. I don't know, junkie, you could say. But I just love it. And it's so good. And I'm not going to pretend like there's something profound I can say about it, except that it's okay to have those guilty pleasures. And that alone, just knowing that it's okay, not everything that I have to do has to have like a higher and bigger purpose than me. Like, to me, just knowing that and realizing that while I watch, you know, a guilty pleasure like The Bachelorette, ultimately ends up becoming a spiritual practice in itself. So it's something interesting to think about if you, you know, have a guilty pleasure, like, I don't know, reading Paris Hilton or watching the Kardashians, like, how can you make that a spiritual practice? How can you like be okay with it? And just let it be something that you love it, love for exactly what it is, just straight up guilty pleasure. All right, finally, last category, my latest cooking projects. So my the way Stevie and I divvy out the cooking responsibilities is he typically will cook during the weekends, and I will typically cook during the week. It doesn't always work out like that. Um, but for the most part, that's the rhythm that seems to work for, for us. But one thing that I love to do when, because to me, cooking dinner just feels like a chore and breakfast feels like a chore. But one thing I love to do is just cooking different things that don't fall into the breakfast, lunch or dinner category and just cooking, I don't know, fun things, interesting things, things that you would normally just buy from a grocery store. But it's just a fun little DIY project to, to you know, to do on my own. So I recently made some cheesy kale chips that were so good. They're totally vegan. Uh, they're from the kitchen. I'll put the link in the show notes if you want to make them. I can't recommend them enough. Oh my God. They're a little addictive, so be careful. Um, I also recently made some granola bars from Oshi Glows, and usually I would just make granola bars, but I made these uh, from Oshi Glows, which we use on hikes, which are a lot healthier, a lot less sugar, but they're also really, really filling. So I love that. Um, I don't think that episode, or excuse me, that recipe is on her website, but I use her, um, the Oshi Glows app, which is like five bucks. And honestly, it's worth every penny because she's always uploading new, um, uh, new recipes and there's just everything so good that she, that she recommends or that she, she creates. Um, another couple things that I've been making is cookie dough balls, which are super, super yummy and very filling, just a good snack through the day. And, one other thing. Oh, I made gazpacho and that was so good. And it was just kind of an extra thing we had around the house. It wasn't really for dinner any one night. It's just something that I was kind of eating for lunch. And it was just, it's not the most filling thing. So it was just kind of something I was having before after my regular lunch or dinner. And it was just so, so good. And again, that recipe was also from the Oshi Glows app. I don't think that recipe was on her website, but I will check. And if it is, it'll be in the show notes. But if not, I seriously can't recommend the app enough. It's so good. And it's literally $5. Um, great. So that's the latest with me. So now I would love to hear from you. I want to know what you're reading right now, because of course, I want to get some more reading recommendations. I want to know what podcasts you're listening to, because I always love to explore new podcasts. I want to know what you're making in the kitchen or who's inspiring or what goals that you have for this year that you still want to to meet. So I would love to hear from you. So we have a couple ways to share this with me. Uh, first is head over to Instagram. Again, I'm Veronica E. Grant. So leave a comment on one of my pictures or send me a direct message. I do respond to those. Sometimes it takes me a while, but I do respond to those. I would love to to hear you know what what you're up to right now. 
Or you can come over to the show notes page and leave a comment in the comment section at veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 79. And just tell me what you're up to. I would love to hear and I know other people would also love to hear because I think we're always all trying to find book recommendations or recipe recommendations and podcast recommendations and all those things. So I think it'd be a really fun thing to all to all share with each other. So we can just, you know, continue to learn and expand and try out new things that maybe we've never heard of if it wasn't for someone's recommendation. All right, so I hope you love this episode. I've got a couple of really fun, well, I've already told you about what's coming up with sharing my whole story of how I found love. It's a six-part series. It starts the first Thursday in August, and it goes for six weeks. So I guess there's five Thursdays in August, because I think the last installment will drop uh, the first week of September. So it's quite the Sega. I know you're going to love it. Um, I'm sharing a lot of stuff I have never shared anywhere before. So I can't wait for you to hear it because I think it's just going to be so, so, so helpful for you. And that's really my only goal with sharing my personal life on on this podcast platform. I'm not necessarily the one, someone who always wants attention or, you know, it's not like why I'm sharing this, but I really do think, you know, when I hear other people's stories of, you know, who've accomplished something that I want to accomplish, hearing kind of where they came from and how they did it is so inspiring. It helps me to feel not as alone and helps me to feel like I can do it and that it takes time. And so I hope that this series will help you feel all all those things as, as well. And then next week, I'll be back with my new friend, Isabel Foxen Duke, and she's going to talk all about um, body image and getting off the diet cycle, which is a topic that's near and dear to my heart. So I won't go too much into that and why it's so near and dear to my heart, but I will talk about it on next week's episode. And then finally, just a reminder to sign up for the dating refresh. So I did the dating refresh back in May and you all loved it. And that theme was all about getting rid of perfect manless and figuring out what you really, 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 truly deeply want in your ideal relationship. And I've decided that I'm going to do a dating refresh about once a season. So we're going to do a summer round of the dating refresh. And this round's theme is about cultivating a a mindset and an outlook and uplifting your energy so that you can attract what you want in your life. So I'm going to talk to you about habits and routines and how to wake up every day feeling excited and inspired and not dreading the day. And I'm going to specifically share with you my daily mindset practice that I know it sounds cliche and maybe exaggerating, but it's really not. It really, truly has changed my life. And it really, truly has brought about a lot of the success in my professional and personal life that I've had. And I'm going to share that with you on the dating refresh. Um, Also, if you want to get the recording to the May dating refresh, so I walk you through a practice of how to know what you really want, then um, sign up for this round of the refresh. And you'll also get last time's recording. To sign up, you just go to veronicagrant.com forward slash dating refresh. I will also put that link in the show notes, or you can just go straight to veronicagrant.com forward slash dating refresh to sign up. And I'm so excited about these refreshes because they're not just like regular webinars where there's a bunch of slides, and then I'm just talking at you. And then we just all go home, right? I'm 
I'm there with you on video. I'm showing you specific exercises that you can do. I'm walking you through an actual process to do and you can do right then. You also have a worksheet so you can work on a little bit more on your own. And then after I walk you through the process that I, or the technique that I'm going to teach you, then I open the lineup for actual coaching. So it's not like just typing on the computer, answering questions. It's actually, I will unmute you if you want to. Of course, you don't have to, but I'll unmute you and actually coach you through a question or a struggle that you're currently working on in your personal life, in your relationships, whatever it is. And if you listen to the recording from the last Dating Refresh, you will see how you know, profoundly impactful it is, even if you don't get coached, to hear other people getting coached, so you probably have the same questions and struggles that you do. That alone, just listening to that can be so, so helpful and healing and inspiring and motivating and educational and all of those good things. So I hope to see you in the dating refresh. Again, that's veronicagrant.com forward slash dating refresh. That will be in the beginning of August. There's a couple of times to choose from, so I won't bog you down with the details there. But there will be a couple of times for you to choose from depending on what time zone that you're in. And then next week, we've got Isabel Fox and Duke on the podcast with talking about body image. And then we've got my six week Sega of how I found love. It's totally how I met your mother's style. And I cannot wait to share it with you. All right, my dears, today was a doozy. I am, I hope this was helpful. I hope this was fun and just something a little bit different. And I hope that it inspired you to maybe try something new, try something different in your routine, yeah, routine or what you're reading or what you're listening to or what you're doing. All right, my dears, I will talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember, Remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.